Hello listeners and followers of Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage. Welcome to another episode from the African Politics Summer Reading Spectacular where we discuss new books on politics in Africa. My name is Amita Maklo, an anthropology artist at Cornell University working with the Ufahamu Africa team. Remember, you can read these articles and reviews on the Monkey Cages website. And for our first-time listeners, the Monkey Cage is a blog on everything politics and political science. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's talk politics. An analysis by Miriam J. Anderson. This week's episode is a nuanced compilation that looks at women's empowerment after Sierra Leone's civil war from different perspectives. War, Women and Postcolonial Empowerment, Lessons from Sierra Leone, depicts the everyday struggles of women trying to improve their lives while illuminating the political, legal and economic conditions of Sierra Leoneans after civil war. The book includes 13 chapters, focusing on various aspects of women's and girls' lives following Sierra Leone's 1991-2002 to civil war. It brings together numerous narratives about a single country from a variety of perspectives, professionals, and academic disciplines. Authors include academics from African studies, English, gender studies, political science, public health, history and sociology, alongside practitioners, activists and diplomats with first-hand experience advocating for political change in Sierra Leone. The range of perspectives paints a rich and nuanced picture of the challenges and successes faced by women and girls in post-war Sierra Leone. The book tackles four main themes which build upon one another. After introducing its conceptual framework, the writing flows into narratives about women in politics and then transitions into similar stories about women's legal, social and economic empowerment. Finally, it examines what advancing women's empowerment looks like in real life. The section on conceptual framework considers how success should be measured in post-war countries. Editors Josephine Biokubetz and Fredeline A. McCormack-Hale note that after the war, women did not get noticeably more involved in Sierra Leone's formal politics at the national level. However, they emphasized other significant changes such as women's chiefs' work to promote an African conception of feminism and women's networks' ability to mobilize quickly and effectively to counter the shortcomings of international organizations and the government during crises. Author Onikwede Hollister's chapter examines two Sierra Leonean novels written about women in the war, suggesting that storytelling helps individuals and societies imagine new possibilities. He concludes by suggesting that post-war empowerment programs should encourage participants to tell and listen to stories, to rethink social hierarchies usually taken for granted, including gendered inequalities. The section on women in politics examines violence against women in politics, women's customary authority as chiefs, and includes Larray Denzer's biography of the prominent female leader Zainab Hawa Bangura. Like many women in conflict and post-conflict states, Bangura has tackled social issues in a variety of ways. She has founded NGOs dedicated to democracy, good governance, women's rights and development, worked for international organizations, held ministerial portfolios, and formed a new political party through which she ran for president in 2002. Devoting a full chapter to an individual female leader is a welcome and all-too-rare recognition of the multiple and changing roles that women play in development and peace promotion. 
In the third part of the book, focusing on women's empowerment in legal, social, and economic spheres, Lynn S. Graybill discusses the effects that the 2014-2016 Ebola pandemic had on gains that women had made in the wake of the Civil War. Sierra Leone's post-war Truth and Reconciliation Commission had called for reforms to increase women's representation in politics and reduce women's marginalization in education and healthcare. In 2007, Parliament passed new laws addressing child marriage, domestic and sexual violence, and women's inheritance and property rights. But enforcement was uneven, in part because Ebola disproportionately affected women. Women were more likely to be frontline caregivers both at work and home, and as a result, more likely to contract Ebola. Quarantines and school closures resulted in an increase of sexual assaults and unwanted pregnancies, and a decline in girls' school enrollment. With government resources funneled into health crises, agencies were less able to respond to violence against women. As Grable points out, the gendered consequences of Ebola remind us that women's post-war gains are fragile and ephemeral. Sustaining any post-war gains for women requires dedicated resources and long-term commitment from all corners of society. The book's final section focuses on mobilizing those involved within and outside the country in helping move women forward. The section's four chapters show the many people and institutions struggling for women's rights in contemporary Sierra Leone. McCormack Hale notes that advancing pro-women legislation is a long and arduous process requiring sustained cooperation among various networks of individuals, groups, community organizations, formal political parties, national bureaucracies and international groups. The struggle for women's rights does not stop when a peace agreement is signed. It is a prolonged, messy and difficult effort with many threats and sources of insecurity, especially for women. War, women and post-conflict empowerment is innovative in that its authors avoid focusing only on formal national political institutions. I would recommend it to anyone who has an interest in present-day Sierra Leone or in women and post-war societies. It provides a model for other inquiries into women's rights in the wake of war, illustrating how a broad focus from a diverse set of scholars, activists and practitioners enables a more thorough and effective description of the multifaceted feminist struggles in post-conflict societies. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Do not forget to follow Ufahamu Africa and the Monkey Cage on social media. I am Amita Mako and I wish you a wonderful rest of your day. You can find more episodes, show notes, and transcripts on our website, ufahamuafrica.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Megan DeMint. With help from production assistants Chukufunanya Ikachukwu, Alex Kozak, and Ami Tomaklo. We are generously supported by the Carnegie Corporation of New York and receive research assistance from Cornell University and the University of California, Riverside. Our music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. Until next week, Safari Salama.